Welcome to another All Business Podcast. This is Ted Schubel. Thank you for bringing us up on your phone or computer or wherever you're listening. This is where we talk with area business owners, the people that make the region work. When we come back, we're all business. The All Business Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. We're at 509 Jackson Street on the All Business Podcast, the William Mason Violin Shop. Bill Mason here. Bill, I was just saying to you, this is really one of the treasures in in, in, in Fredericksburg. You're, you're, you're right across from the old Roxbury, but uh, you've, there are a lot of things go on here. You have a lot of rooms, a lot of violins. Just uh, This is a busy place. This is a very busy place, Ted. Um, this is one of the gyms, many gyms that's in Fredericksburg. They're, they're tucked away everywhere, and it's surprising surprisingly how much the people don't really realize you know that there's a lot of gems going on here but yet the violin shop is a very busy place here we do a lot of different things we rent instruments we make instruments repair restore rehair bows uh, we also have a, a, a studio uh, called the sound post where we have lessons here and of course retail uh, we also buy and sell we're starting to buy and sell on aux- auctions so we're starting to get a lot of nice violins in and also, with that said, we make our own varnish for our violins that we make, which, you know, require a lot of resin and stuff to cook. And uh, I think one of the reasons why you're here today is to take a look at the rosin. And uh, the same thing, we make our own rosin here. So, Talk about that, because that, that, that is one of the reasons I'm, I'm here today. I've heard about the, 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 the Rappahannock blend that you have. Where did this come from? Okay, well, when I was in violin making school in Bowling Springs, Pennsylvania, um, I studied under... Uh, master violin maker Edward Campbell and I was there for four years and there was two things that he would not share with us and that was his peg compound recipe for uh, the friction pegs and his rosin recipe I mean it was like it was like this total secret in fact he wouldn't even cook it at the school he would cook it at home in the driveway and stuff and that's how secretive they kind of kept this thing so, uh, and, and I do know that this rosin has been being, uh, this recipe has been being made since the 60s. They never really marketed it ha- uh, full-heartedly, um, but uh, about five years ago, Mr. Campbell passed away, okay? Um, and as long as his wife was uh, still living, the shop would still be going. Um, it got handed down to another master maker, uh, Nelson Steffi. So when Mrs. Campbell passed on, the violin shop closed and uh, it was very emotional for a lot of us. Uh, the alumni really kind of got the first picks of everything and of course I was one. So I spent two weekends up uh, in Bowling Springs at the Chimneys Violin Shop. I bought the bench that I sat behind for two uh, for four years uh, and pl- along with many other benches. Wood that has been there since the early 60s. I bought you know, a lot of Mr. Campbell's tools I now own. Um, it was very emotional, but at the same time, it supplied, it really gave us a boost here in Fredericksburg. Um, and towards the end there, of the first weekend I was up there, um, Nelson uh, came up to me and he asked me if I would like to have Ed's rosin recipe. 
So I inherited Ed Campbell's The Chimney's uh, rosin recipe. I'm the only one in the world that has this. It's very exciting. Now I had to buy the equipment, um, all the rosin that comes with, or the resin that comes with it, and the oils and the forms and everything. Um, but he passed the recipe on to me. And so here we are in Fredericksburg making it. And with Nelson's permission, I changed the name to Rappahannock Rosin. So I like to call it Rappahannock Mud, but I think Rappahannock Rosin would be fine. How exciting, though. This is really, for, for, for you, and, and on a lot of levels, is exciting and emotional, too. Oh, very much so. Um, again, uh, you know, this is the only, re- you know, where I'm the only one that has this recipe. And to have it here in Fredericksburg is a really big uh, thing. He had a big following with this uh, rosin in Pennsylvania, all right? Um, and already, you know, since we've moved it here to Fredericksburg, I have gotten calls from celloists and players in Pennsylvania, and we have mailed them up there. Uh, we just recently mailed uh, 12 different rosins to violin shops within a 100-mile radius of here and gotten calls already for some orders. Um, I've also gotten three cakes into Nashville here recently. My cousin's husband is a country music singer, and so I sent him some. So, oh, we also have a cake in Peabody. So, it's growing. Describe what, how, what, what, describe what rosin is used for, what, what, what it's in, in, in music. Okay. Um, what we're doing here, we're taking resin from a pine tree, and we're taking different qualities of resin and blend. That's the whole recipe thing, it's just yeah. a blend. Okay, so we're taking, like I said, uh, resin, and we're melting it down at high temperatures. In fact, I've been cooking this batch here since 7 o'clock this morning at 200 degrees Celsius, which is 392 degrees Fahrenheit, for about four hours. And we're getting ready to pour here in a little bit. Uh, so what we're doing is making fine cakes of taking the resin and making rosin. Now, rosin is what's used on the bow, which is made of horsehair. Well, horsehair... Uh, has fibers in it, but it still will just glide over the strings. It's still very slick. So what we do is we take this recipe, this rosin, and we put it on the bow, and it's very sticky. In fact, this is this is really good. I think it's perfect. Just enough aggressiveness in this rosin. I think this is a really good rosin. But it gets into the fibers of the hair, and then it, when you draw the bow over the strings, it pulls and activates the strings, and which makes the sound. So, so this. With different different styles and different recipes of rosin, you have different results. I think that's exactly what I was going to ask you. So, so this this is this is to have this is really is 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 important, and will it's another thing to to set uh, the violin shop here apart. Absolutely, this is you're exactly right, Ted. There's look over here, my rosin collection. You know, uh, I collect rosins from all over the world. Um, so there's many different rosins, but each one will have a different effect on the bow, depending on the recipe, the temperatures that it's cooked at, you know. Um, so this one, I, 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 they've always marketed for violin, viola, and cello. It's an all-purpose rosin. Um, you can get into some rosins just for violin, some just for cello, but this is an all-purpose rosin, and I'm going to keep that, because that's what they was marketing in that, and I'm going to keep that, because I think it is an all-purpose rosin. Will you keep the recipe a secret? You know, I mean, even when I was up there and see Nelson, before I bought everything, Nelson wanted me to come up and cook with him. All right, so which I did. And there's a, it was a very busy place because the place is closing down. So you had alumni apprentices or violin makers running all over the place, collecting books and stuff. And when every time someone would walk by and kind of peek over Nelson's shoulder, he would 
hug the recipe close to his shoulder and I was kind of going, that is really like, they're protecting this yeah. with everything. Now, I would like to, of course I want to share and pass it on to the people who work here and show loyalty and, you know, ethics in the shop. I don't want to be the only soul, you know, doing this. I, in fact, if this kicks off and becomes really big, I hope to form a, there are places, companies out there that just make rosin and make a living on just selling rosin. Now, wouldn't that be wonderful for here in Fredericksburg to have that going on? Then I would share the recipe, yes. Well, did, did the recipe surprise you at all? When you, when you saw it, oh, were you surprised? Is, this is funny. Yeah, I was very surprised. You know, although, yeah, I spent four years up there studying, and then that was like 15 years ago. So all yeah. these years, I'm like, this must really be like, and I know if I should, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. The simplicity of it really blew me away, okay? That's, yeah. I was like, oh yeah? <laughs> okay, all right, well, it works. And I'm just going to keep making it like this, sure. you know. But yeah, the simplicity uh, was a little bit surprising when I when I saw the recipe. But well, that is the way it is sometimes with things, though. You know, you, 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 there's the build up, and then you see it, and it's like, oh, that's a, that's yeah, all there was I, to we it. We can do this. We can do we can duplicate this. You know, it's not a problem. So yeah. Well, th this is really a. a, a, a on a whole lot of levels a fun thing just because just you know it's like the coke recipe or it's it's like oh recipes for things well let me tell you something you know i'm a horticulturalist and uh, i used to garden at stratford hall plantation i was the head gardener there and i used to garden for the carvers northern neck ginger ale i saw recently you post something on about ginger ale yeah i was thinking ted needs to do northern neck ginger ale in montrose virginia yeah well i used to garden for the carvers who who created northern neck ginger ale now, when you go to the store and buy it, you get this recipe, yeah. right? When I would go to the Carver's house, I had access to their refrigerator, and it was a different recipe. Really? A different kind of, it was more potent, it was more, you know, yeah. set you back a little bit more. So it was kind of like that, you know, the Carver's had their own recipe for Northern Neck Ginger Ale, and then they had a, another one, yeah. you know. So, so if if violin players, cellists, who, you know, whoever is, is, is interested in, in this rosin, do they? Uh, how are you, how are you marketing it? Is on Facebook your your website? It, it is on Facebook, um, and it is on our website. Uh, we, in, in fact, we just started a, a shopping cart for our website where you can go on site and buy it, and we'll ship it to you. Uh, so we're slowly moving into the shipping and receiving business too. We just recently sold an outfit to Florida, shipped it to Florida. So, you know, now it's, it's not only Fredericksburg, but, you know, Virginia, but now we're shipping things out in other states, so. Interesting, I, I didn't write it down. Your, your, your website uh, is? Uh, William Mason's uh, Violins at uh, gmail.com. Okay, if, if people want, want more information on that. This is really an exciting thing, though, for, for, for this area, and, and, and for you, not only professionally, but uh, personally. Oh, yeah. Uh, We've been here, as you know, 10 years, and we, we, uh, right now we have probably quadruple our size. We've had quadruple our, um, uh, our employees here. Uh, we keep adding things, and it, it just keeps growing. And this is the newest addition. It's just another addition to take us over, over the top. So it is very personal because this is our baby. In fact, you just met Harrison. He's our, our new guy here. Um, taking over the rental program and also many other aspects of the business, which is wonderful because I'm getting older and the younger ones need to uh, start stepping up. Um, 
But you know, just having Harrison here is another personal growth. We just we're just adding and growing um, leap, leaps over bounds. You know, bound, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Is, is this a busy time of year for for you, especially with get, with, with with school getting back? That's funny. Uh, violin violin shops are very seasonal, and we are getting ready to be small. In fact, we're usually closed today. Harrison is here on Monday, and he'll be working next Monday because we're getting ready for the the rental season for the schools, and we got to be prepared for them. And Ted, I'm telling you, there'll be a there'll be a time when there'll be like four families out there, you know, or more. So I was telling Elaine, we need to beef up our bench and seating out yeah. there. So yeah, this is we're gearing up for a very busy time. The fall and the and the holidays and stuff is always the busiest. And, and I guess people should plan ahead. I mean, this is not the kind of thing. I mean, it, don't wait till the last minute to, to start looking at violins and, and looking at rentals. Although, I mean, I guess last minute is what a lot of us do. Well, last, well, that's what we seem to do as a human race. It's always a last minute kind of a thing. But, you know, really, um, you know, we have, this is about our fourth, fourth, maybe fifth year in the rental season, you know, in the rental business. So if you want the cream of the crop brand new violins and stuff, you need to come in early to, to get those because as yeah. they go, you'll be moving into violin. I mean, they're all great violins because they're all set up by professionals, us, and we own them. But it's not going to be as pretty because they'll have, you know, two or three years of wear on them. But if you want a nice pretty one, you need to get in here quick. How's that? <laughs> I've never seen so many violins in one place than here. You have them everywhere over the place violins violas and cellos all over the place i don't know what we're doing right here uh, in fredericksburg uh ted you know we just as you know you just covered the violin makers workshop and we had violin makers from all of them down the east coast high-end players you know fiddle players and stuff have come in uh, at that time and they have never seen a shop like this and they have been in shops all over the place and i just don't understand what we're doing different here but we're doing it so uh, it's Again, it's, it's really, really amazing. It starts with you. It starts with you, the, 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 the passion that, that, that you and your wife have for this. Yeah, uh, again, you know, uh, moving into town uh, 10 years ago and starting this, uh, we hit the ground running with a lot of passion and a lot of drive, you know, and 10 years into it, we're 10 years older, you know, so, we're, so now we're looking into bringing in employees and, and, and we do want to come, become a company. We want to start doing health, you know, health care and, you know, the whole nine yards. And we're on the doorsteps of doing that, by the way, of becoming a company and really starting to have benefits. And that's what's exciting and I think unknown. I mean, you, you, you talk about some of these big businesses that come in and they're job creators. You're a job creator. Oh, uh, we are. Uh, this, this, takes, this is taking a while. But, yeah, I mean, uh, let's take Christina Wan, who is a professional violinist. Uh, and a make violin maker and a repair person. She uh, is from Westchester, New York, originally. Um, she was living in Bethesda, and she found out about me. And she was driving down three nights, or actually driving down once a week, and spending spending a night on our couch for three nights and driving back. She did that for three years. So she told me she was serious. But we have her here in Fredericksburg now, yeah. a high end player, um, very focused. And then we have uh, Harrison, who's originally from Southern California, went to school in Michigan, he just told you that, and has moved here from uh, Minnesota because he was going to the Red Wing School there. Uh, he took a year, uh, a year course on violin repair, and then he moved here to Fredericksburg. We got yeah. him here from Minnesota. So, I mean, and of course, I'm from this area. Elaine's from Richmond, you know, <laughs> and we have Elise Ritter here. She's from the area. 
So well, I told you, I told you about a year or so ago when I when, when I first met you. I mean, it's only a matter of time until Fredericksburg becomes a violin hub. I mean, you're. I think you're already I, there. I, I, I hope so. Um, I, wanted, I would like to, you know, it's a culinary city and it's wonderful. And I would, you know, but I would also like it to become a musical hub where we're known for music. And that's all genres of the music, you know, from old time bluegrass to classical. You know, um, it would be really neat to, you know, have a mu become a musical town on top of the culinary because they go together. What's better than going to have dinner and then going to see a show? Whether it be the Philharmonic over at the university or the Rappahannock Pops, go out to your favorite restaurant, have a wonderful meal, and go do a show. That's what Washingtonians do. They go, they go have a meal and they go to the Kennedy Center, you know, and it's an event. Or go have a meal and have a, somebody playing the violin in the background. At, Harrison and I were yesterday were talking about we'd like to get more and more quartets out to the restaurants downtown. Okay, we, you know, the local scene is wonderful, it's wonderful. But where are the quartets playing downtown? You know, so we're gonna see if we can't open that door a little bit. Your story about how you got involved, I mean, you, you kind of in the, tell, tell your story about how, how you, be, how, how you got in, in, involved in this, because I think it's a, it's a fabulous story about just pursuing your dreams. Well, um, my last real job, uh, you know, was at uh, Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. Uh, again, I'm a horticulturalist. I was there for two years. And uh, it's a getting older thing again, Ted. I mean, it was 95, 100 degrees like it's been here. And it, I was just killing myself out there. And all my life I've been gardening. Like, do I want to spend my 50s and 60s in the 100 degree weather? You know? So I started thinking about a career change, of course. and. Uh, I was I, I played guitar, uh, mandolin for many years, and I was taking violin lessons at the time. And also, I was living in Richmond, and there was another guy there. He would stay at home, and he would buy instruments off of eBay. And I would after work, I would go there, and we would repair them, and he'd put them back on eBay and sell them. And we did that for a few years. So when I'm at the garden, I'm thinking, I, I, this is killing me. What, what can I do? And so I was thinking, why not violin making? And so I went to the local violin uh, shops in the Richmond area and stuff, and they're busy people. They don't have time to train. And, and so I started, I went online and I found four violin making schools in America. I wrote them down in order. I wanted to stay on the East Coast. There was a couple of Midwest in, in that area. So I just started going down the list until I found one that was uh, suitable and affordable. And started, Elaine and I just packed up, moved and plopped down with no jobs and started going to violin making school so it's a it's it's a great story we haven't even talked about violin making i'm going to have to come back and we're going to have to continue this podcast because this is just a uh, great stuff bill mason with uh, the the william mason violin shop 509 jackson street again uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you the the best way to do that uh well you can call um go to our website there you have it william mason violins at uh, gmail.com and uh, we'll be glad to set up. You want to come here for a tour? We do that. Uh, we can also sell you, uh, pack up some rosin and send it to you. Good stuff. We're, we're going to do this again soon. Thank you, Bill. Great. Let's pour. Let's pour some rosin. If you like listening to this podcast, please link, comment, and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. You can also find us on Channel B online at B1015.com, keyword 
podcasts. If you want to talk about your business, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact me, Ted at WFVARadio.com. Ted at WFVARadio.com. We would like to highlight your business. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ted Schubel. We'll see you next time when we become all business. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.